Did Matthew Stafford expose Kevin Demoff and why the Rams would never tank? That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your two-time Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you want to check out the video version of the show, find us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, drop a comment. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. The Lakers for SI, the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation. Now I'm covering the Rams for Locked On. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's entering his eighth season covering the team, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on Twitter at Travis Rogers. Travis. So much to get into on this episode. More comments from Stafford, Demoff. Are you ready to get into my man? Let's do it. Closer every single day. We're getting ready to some actual football. Can't wait. So I'm just ready to tie a bow on this whole topic with Stafford and Demoff, the organization, just play some football. It was very interesting. Yesterday, right. Stafford, he spoke to reporters, and when asked if the Rams reached out to him about a possible restructure of his contract this offseason, Stafford says they, quote, did, adding that when he was asked to clarify that he doesn't know what a technical term is of it, but he had conversations on that kind of stuff. And it was after COO Kevin Demoff last week publicly refuted reports that the Rams tried to trade Stafford, though they did make calls and they did explore some trades. But for me, I make it this situation that it's clear they did. And I'm not so sure that it was the best idea for Stafford to address these rumors. And I kind of want these two parties, the Demoffs, the Staffords, to just say no comment at this point moving forward. Yeah, look, I, I think everybody knows what's going on. I think everybody has an opinion on what's going on. And I think that what we're talking about, whether they tried to restructure or whether they tried to trade or whether they tried to this or that, it's semantics, right? That we can talk about however you want to talk. Everybody's telling the truth. It's just that it's also not taking in the context of the entire picture. The truth is the Rams probably didn't try to trade him in the most literal sense of it. They probably didn't try to, you know, give ask him to give money back in the most literal sense of it. But clearly they're in a position where they're open to every possible idea to try to make the football team better. And if that includes restructuring Matthew Stafford, trading Matthew Stafford, I think that they're probably listening to anything and everything that's out there. I think that Matthew Stafford has been in this league a long time. He knows what this is about. He knows how this league works. He understands that sometimes when you get to this point in your career and you make the money that Matthew Stafford does, that these sorts of things happen in the league. I don't think it damages their, their relationship. I don't think it damages the opportunities that he has going forward with the Rams. This is just business in professional sports in the NFL in particular. And I think everything's going to be fine. And, and, and yeah. I agree with you, Doug, this is something that 
I think is made out of, I don't want to say it's nothing, but it's not a big thing. They, they're they trying to see if they can get better at every aspect. And that includes flexibility and draft picks and quarterback and everything else. And they're just doing their due diligence. And I don't think Matthew Stafford takes it in a bad way at all. And I think that's the best part about it is they're trying to jab and trying to get Matthew Stafford to say something, trying to pry him to try to have a schism with him in the organization. But that isn't the case. He also said that I don't react to it at all. To be honest with you, I'm too busy chasing around four kids. No, I hear that stuff and I have contact with them all the time. I see it as flattering. I just know that I'm really happy playing for this team, playing for this coach and these fans. So we talked a little bit before the show about how this stuff reads different than you listen to it. When you hear it and you watch the video, there isn't this back and forth with him in the organization. And why are people acting so surprised that a team executive is trying to spin a positive for his organization? That's like acting shocked when a politician tells you two different things. Okay, it's part of their gig. Yeah, of course it is. Look, everybody knows what they're doing. These think about the players involved that we're talking. And I don't mean like the the players. I'm talking the people involved. Think about who we're talking about. Talking about Kevin Demoff. We're talking about Les Snead. We're talking about Sean McVay. We're talking about Matthew Stafford. Those four guys. None of these guys are newbies. None of these guys are green. None of these guys are are, are their first day on the job. Everybody knows how this works. Everybody knows what's going on. I think if this were a younger quarterback, if this were somebody who had never been through it before, and I don't mean to make this about Jared Goff, but if this had been Jared Goff, you know, and they were doing all these things and there were trade rumors and it wasn't going to happen and it is going to happen and they're asking him to give money back and he'd never been through it before, Maybe there's something to that and how that impacts the team and whether or not it makes the the, the the Rams perform differently on the field. That's not the case. These are all veteran experienced guys. And I think that it's a whole lot of noise about something that is pretty standard in the NFL. Yeah, that's the most important thing. It's not going to impact performance on the field. These guys are professionals. These guys are veterans. Matthew Stafford has been in this league. He's been involved in trade rumors throughout his career. This is not going to impact his game. The most important thing is he's in camp. He's as healthy as he's been in years. And yes, Kevin Demoff, you can say what you want about him. I see fans out there calling him a BS artist, saying this is embarrassment by management to have the situation out and kind of have the Rams business out in the open like this and yes the idea that they would have walked away from Matthew Stafford in March before Stafford's $57 million signing bonus kicked in. That was an absurd claim. I agree with that. That was an insane claim. The Rams would have suffered a catastrophic salary cap hit where they would have paid Stafford $63 million for zero years. They were never going to do that. No, they weren't. And again, I think that this is one of these things where Everybody can be right. Everybody can be telling the truth. It's just their version of what we're talking about, right? That did they look into it? Probably. Were they ever going to do it? Probably not. Do they want Matthew Stafford to be their quarterback for, you know, whether it's the the short-term future or the long-term future? The answer is probably yes, but at a certain price and, and depending on where they're drafting that it's impossible to say that, oh, they don't like Matthew Stafford anymore. That's not true. Well, they don't might let, like Matthew Stafford at that price. Maybe. Do they want Matthew Stafford at no price because they may be picking very high? Maybe. If they win 10 games and go to the playoffs, do they run it back with Matthew Stafford again? Maybe. That you just it, It's impossible to say that they wanted to do this because of this. There are just way too many variables, and this is how business is conducted in the NFL, especially when you have an, a, a quarterback who's you know not a young player, who's a very expensive player, who's coming off of a year where he suffered some injuries. This is just what teams do to make sure that they're covered moving forward. 
Yeah, but I also will say, Travis, so I don't like the fact that they even mentioned this. Look, you won a Super Bowl with this guy. You traded for him. It was mission accomplished. When he had the weapons, when he had the complimentary pieces, he was one of the best in the game. And then you kind of suggest the idea that, well, we're going to win the Super Bowl and then we're going to cut bait with the guy. It right. doesn't make sense. And yeah, if you look long term, if he's a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, the way he ages, he's going to be the Rams quarterback and it's going to be on his own merit. If he's more of a Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning, maybe it's a different story, but he has won a Super Bowl. And I just don't like the fact that you're kind of having this runaround at training camp. We talked about it in a previous episode. You don't ask a guy to take a pay cut. After what we saw, yeah. what your boy Justin Herbert got, what Burrow's about to get, these guys are getting paid. It reminds me of the scene from Idiocracy where he's like, I like money, right? You are not <laughs> going to ask these guys to take a pay cut. No, and it's unfortunate that it became as public as it did. And again, if, if these were... If this were a younger quarterback who had not been in the league as long as Matthew Stafford is, who is not as mature as he is, who's not as professional as he is, maybe it becomes a bigger deal that feelings get involved. And I'm not saying that maybe privately he doesn't feel a certain way, but publicly and professionally, he's going to be fine. Oh, absolutely. And I think Matthew Stafford is going to be more than just fine. We're talking about a Super Bowl winning quarterback, a guy that has a really good chance of being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame one day. I can already see him with a golden jacket in Canton, Ohio. So he's going to be just fine. But I do think that he's re-energized, that he's reinvigorated. I think he's got that fire that's burning this year. I think he wants to prove to people out there that he's still a top five to ten quarterback in this league, that he is still one of the elite arms in this game. And he sees people out there doubting him, saying that he's cooked, saying that he's Watch. I mean, look at Madden. They gave him a 75 rating as the 22nd quarterback in the league in between Daniel Jones and Mac Jones behind Jared Goff. Are you kidding me? This is Matthew Stafford we're talking about. So stop sleeping on Stafford. I'm holding on to the receipts. I've got receipts longer than CVS. And I'm telling you, he's going to put together a really nice season. If you can guarantee me 17 healthy games with Stafford, 17 healthy games with this offensive line, 17 healthy games with the receiving core and a better running game. I know that's a lot of ifs. But I'm telling you, if that's the case, he's going to put together a top five to 10 season. Statistically, I'm certain of that. And maybe the Rams don't win the Super Bowl this year. But I think he's going to have a really good year. I think that momentum carries on to 2024, where I think they become legitimate Super Bowl contenders once again. But coming up next here on Locked On Rams, Kevin Demoff was asked about the Rams tanking. And he had a very interesting response. You won't want to miss what he had to say. That's coming up next on Locked On Rams. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Eiler to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're preparing for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit fantasy picks of the week let's start with joe burrow when the top tier quarterbacks is off the board in fantasy football drafts in 2023 there's another line of luxury passers and runners who are guaranteed to fit in your starting lineup every single week the Bengals joe burrow remains a classic pick in the top six qb ones with his prolific reliability and an offense with great weapons that he incredibly is familiar with burrow will get it done again humming along to big numbers in Cincinnati, right? And with eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride is still running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, 
eBay Motors has it, right? And they'll make sure that it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank that AC. It's plenty hot out there right now, right? And say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. From the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we are off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you listening to us every single day. You can join the Everyday Listeners Club too. Membership is free. You just watch every episode. You listen to every episode. And you won't miss anything about your Los Angeles Rams. But Travis, here in our second segment, we're talking more Demoff. He was on ESPN 710 Radio LA where you obviously have your show, and he was on Mason Ireland's show. He had some very interesting nuggets, and he was asked about tanking, the idea of the Rams' approach this season, where they're at as a team, and he said, anyone who thinks we're tanking doesn't know Sean McVay, Les Snead, Stan Kroenke, and I include myself in that. And I agree 100%. They're not tanking. We've heard the word competitive rebuild. Yes, you have a lot of youth. Yes, you moved off a lot of veteran players. You replaced them with rookies and inexperienced. You lose Rams. Wagner, Floyd, Gaines, Sean Robinson, the list goes on and on. You don't replace them with veteran talent. That shows they're trying to shed some salary. They're trying to uh-huh. rebuild to an extent. But no, they're not tanking. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> if, if you say so, right? I mean, it, I, I, I get it. And, and tanking is an ugly word. And I wouldn't want to use it either if I were Kevin Demoff. And I agree with the essence of what he's saying. I think Sean McVay is not tanking. I don't think Les Snead is tanking. I don't think that Kevin Demoff is like, hey, let's see how bad we can get. But I think what you can sell Demoff and Snead and McVay and Rams fans is a vision of let's get good again. And you don't just say, you know, we're going to continue to drive your car at 100 miles an hour and push the gas to the floor and it never runs out of gas and it never needs a tune-up and it never been needs to be, uh, you know, you know, worked on ever again. Sometimes you need to stop driving the car for a second and tear it down and build it back up again. That's what I believe they're doing, not because of what they're saying, but because of what I've seen do with uh, what I've seen happen with this team. All the guys that you just mentioned, DMAC, they all went out. What's come in, right? So the 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 out versus the in, it doesn't add up. I've seen what this team has done to incredible success in the five seasons previously, where they were incredibly additive in these situations, and they hit home run after home run after home run to the tune of ultimately winning the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. That's not what they've done right here. They have forty rookies in training camp. This is a team that's in transition. I I get it. You don't want to say tank because it's not a competitive word, and these are the most competitive people on the face of the earth. I get it. But what is the team? What what are you going to run out there on the field? And I'm not saying they're trying to go 0-17. That's not what tanking is. And I don't think that they're tanking. They're playing the long game. 
They're getting ready to see what happens next, and I'm okay with it. I think Sean McVay is okay with it. I think that Les Snead and Kevin Demoff understand that this is a process that may take more than one season, and the way that you get better is better picks and getting money ready and flexibility, and I think that's what they're getting ready to do. It's not a tank job. It's a strategic plan for long-term success. Call it what you want, but I think we're both seeing it the same way. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I agree with you. It's really the semantics. It's really the word tank. It's the T word. At this point, we need to have that bleeped out anytime you say (laughs) tank just because it has that negative connotation. And yeah, teams don't tank. I mean, they're going to probably lose games because of roster build and roster construction. But we're talking about NFL players that are here for two or three years. Every single game tape matters. No one is going to tank, right? That's just not happening. And I think you talk about tank, that to me means jail time. That means the FBI. That means invest investigations. Teams aren't going to tank, but I think that you had to pay the consequences. You had to incur the cat pain and bite the bullet and try to put yourself in a better position moving forward. And I like the fact that they didn't restructure these contracts, put all this money into the future and make all these additions because you need to see what you had with some of these younger players. But yeah, when you look at the roster, when you look at the defense alone i mean you're talking about a defense that was the seventh highest paid last year now they're dead last i mean the roster build is really the only thing you can look at as far as is this team trying to win i wouldn't say they're all in i don't think it's all gas no breaks or anything like that but to say they're tanking i think that implies they're doing some criminal activity in my eyes and that's definitely not the case no i tanking implies quitting tanking implies purposely losing that's not what this is this is more of a strategic plan for long-term success that sounds a lot more palatable right and it's not that you put a defense out there that just when the ball gets snapped they just watch guys run by him and give up touchdowns because to your point that's that that now all of a sudden we have investigations and that's nobody's talking about that what you're talking about is putting together a team that's very green, putting together a team that is perhaps not as talented as if you were going all in. We know what all in looks like. We just went through it for five years. It was all, this is not that. This is a different plan. It is a strategic plan for long-term success that I think everybody is involved with. It's not tanking by the most, you know, insidious definition of the word. It is more of a long view, like, let's see what happens. And I I love the point that you made, too. A lot of these guys who are inexperienced will end up on other teams. That Every time you go out there, they're filming these games. They can go back to the film and say, can you do this? Can you do that? Those Everybody wearing Rams horns on their helmet this year is going to be fighting like crazy to play well, to win games, to put good tape down so other teams or the Rams decide that, hey, bring that guy back. He can help us long term. This isn't quitting. It's strategic roster building. A hundred percent. If a team is trading, releasing players and replacing those players with lesser and younger, cheaper, inexperienced players, that's not tanking. That's a rebuild. Why is it bad to say that? Just the unique thing about the Rams rebuild is that they still have three of the best players in the league. That's what makes it unique, right? Most teams that are rebuilding don't have Aaron Donald or a franchise quarterback in Matthew Stafford or one of the best receivers on the planet in Cooper Cup. So that really is the difference. I will say, though, teams have tanked. Teams have tanked. I mean, look at what we saw with the Jets a few years ago. Look what we saw with the Browns in 2017. Look what we saw with the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts when you had put Nate Sudfield in the games and you could see Jalen Hurts mouthing, it's not right. There has been tanking in this league. You heard the rumors of Stephen Ross offering Brian Flores $100,000 for each loss. It does happen in this league. Only problem is there are no guarantees that you're going to get that top pick. There are no guarantees that that 
that top pick is going to be a success. So yeah, the Rams are not tanking, but I will say that this year they're not going to be impacted by the fact that they're not bringing in all these veteran players, all these splashy signings. So if they win, it's great. If they don't, they're going to be just fine. I I, I think that it's important too, that Rams fans and, and I put myself in this category it's so different than what they've done since they've got Sean McVay here that every season prior to this one, they were ultra aggressive, right? Like to your point, all gas, no, go for it, sign him, give him a deal, make a trade that everything was do it. So we're better today. Do it. So we're better this Sunday, do it. So we're better this season. And this season is not that it's much more. Hey, what does this mean? Long-term. Hey, what does it mean for our draft chances? What does it mean for our roster right now? What does it mean for our financial structure, both this year and a year from now and two years from now? It just seems that it's a very different philosophy, understandably so, but just the juxtaposition of all in, all the time, F them picks, less need, and hey, let's rebuild or restructure this thing. It's just so different that it's jarring. And I think that's why you hear that word. You hear the tank word. It's not tanking. It's taking a different tact when it was time to take a different tact. Yeah, and I think Rams fans need to know your team is going to be giving 100%. Your coaches are going to be giving 100%. This is Sean McVay we're talking about. He knows what a Super Bowl roster looks like. He knows what a team that can compete and win a Super Bowl roster looks like. And he also knows what it's like to take a 4-12 and team and turn them into an 11-5 and team that wins the division. So I think in his heart of hearts, he thinks that he can make this team a winner. Look, some of the best, most successful people in the world, they're also the most delusional. And I mean that in the best way possible. You're right. Sean McVay is sitting there looking his chop saying okay they're not taking us seriously they don't love us they're out there he's going to play that card and i think that this could be one of his most impressive seasons as a coach but coming up in our final segment we actually got a question from one of our commenters and we're going to respond to that here in our third segment very interesting comment that's coming up next on locked on rams and welcome back to locked on rams thank you for making locked on rams your first listen every single day free and available wherever you get your podcast we're also available over on youtube so if you want to check out the video version of the show join the party on youtube hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell and let us know your response to this comment so travis we got a comment from youtube yesterday from k55 rags and he said which one would you rather have the rams fight like hell to win five games and miss the playoffs the rams surprise people and make it to the wild card but lose in the first round or be so terrible that they get caleb williams great show love these videos so first of all thanks for that appreciate that but what is your response i'll give you my reaction in a second yeah, well, the first option is the worst option, right? The, the choice is basically between the next two. The choice being you you fight like crazy and you get into the wild card and you lose and, and you know, okay, you, you made it, but you didn't get necessarily particularly close to the ultimate prize of winning a Super Bowl. The other thing is you get the best quarterback prospect in the draft this year, right? And he's young and he's local and there's some there's some sexiness to it that maybe that the Rams would really like to get their hands on as a local player. Maybe he's a two-time Heisman Trophy winner. You know, all, all of the things that come along with Caleb Williams potentially, right? And, and that's the question about uh, any drafted player is the potential aspect of it. I think he's going to be really good. I think most people think he's going to be really good. He's demonstrated that he's the type of player that would do well in the modern NFL. He's a pass first guy. He's really smart. He's very accurate. He doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. And when it's time to go, he can go, he can move his feet and he can pick up yards on the ground, but it's all hypothetical, right? You just never really know for sure 
Oddly, I think I'd take that second option, which is, and and I know that in the 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 picture that the the YouTube commenter is making is they lose in the wild card round. But if you're telling me, hey, listen, we're in the playoffs and just see what happens, I'll take that. Right? That that the NFL's tough. You only get so many shots at the playoffs, and if you get in, you always do have a chance. And while I think Caleb Williams is going to be great. There isn't a guarantee that he's going to be great. So, I look, if you can get a chance to get in the playoffs, I think you always take it. I agree with you. I think it also speaks to the culture that this team has built yes. since they came back to Los Angeles. You always want to win. You always want to put yourself in a position where if you can get close, then you make a run at it. I mean, let's not forget that when they won the Super Bowl in 2021, it's not like they had home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. I mean, they had to go on the road in the division round just to take it back to Los Angeles. So this team has made miracles happen. I will say, though, the fact that you have that Super Bowl in hand, you have that Lombardi trophy, it makes you say to yourself, yeah, how is it going to feel to lose a playoff game at this point? You're really playing for Super Bowls, especially yep. with all the resources, the roster build, the players they have intact. Caleb Williams, great player. The potential is there, but if Caleb Williams doesn't work out in the NFL, it wouldn't be a shock. I no. mean, it just happens. I mean, not all it these does. guys are going to hit. Yeah, no, it, it, that, that's why. And look, if you said to me, you know, place a bet, is Caleb Williams a star or is Caleb Williams a bust? I'm betting on star. I, I think he's going to be really good, but you never know. People thought Kyler Murray's going to be really good. Ryan Leaf was going to be really good. There are there's a long list of guys that come into the league. You think, hey, this guy's going to be a really good quarterback. And it's just not. It just doesn't work like that. You never know for sure. I'll take the win. Now, the 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 gap between the two scenarios that he's laying out is really, really narrow. I it's not a oh no-brainer that if they did fall into a situation where they won you know, a small handful of games and they pick first, I wouldn't be crying my eyes out. I'd be excited about the opportunities in front of them, but I'm always going to take the winning first. You go with the winning first. And I think Caleb Williams, like I said, if I had to bet two, strong arm, you see what he's able to do in the pocket, make those all platform throws. Yeah. The potential is there. We said the same thing with a lot of guys at the college level. You heard the Achilles Smiths, the Jamarcus oh. Russells, even the Vince Youngs. I mean, it's just yeah. no guarantee. And it's much easier to keep a franchise quarterback in a Matthew Stafford that, you know, has won the Super Bowl, has played at elite level for a long, long time now versus bringing some guy in. And yes, theoretically you could bring him in and he could sit, you also have a Stetson Bennett, who, of course, we're big fans of here. So, yeah, I'm always taking that playoff run for me. There is a faction of Rams fans that, hey, they see this roster. They see the inexperience. You see tons of rookies along this entire team. And you say to yourself, yeah, might as well go big next season. But the Cardinals, they're most likely to get that top pick because that roster is absolutely garbage. I mean, Green Day made an album about the Cardinals roster in the 90s right so yeah i just don't think they're going to end up with the top pick anyway i think they probably end up going with an edge rusher if they end up with a top 10 to 15 pick you you never know what's happening next you never know which guy is going to be the guy or which which person is not going to be the guy you never know the the second you start planning that far in advance about they this draft pick and this year good luck with that you play what you get every single season. You do the best that you can. You put yourself in a position to win or you put yourself in a position to be, you know, multidimensional and flexible when options do present themselves. And I think the Rams have done a really good job with that. If it breaks that they're good, great. If it breaks that they're not very good and they pick high, also great. But trying to trying to pick that lane before anything's even started is is a fool's errand. I don't I don't really think you can do it. All right, just for funsies, Travis, more likely for Caleb Williams. He makes five Pro Bowls or wins another Heisman this season. 
No, they're Heisman. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. The, 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 he's and good again, for college. I, mean, he's gonna be, I think he's going to do well in the pros, but he just eats at the college level, especially with Lincoln Riley. He's better than the college players, right? He's just better than most of the guys out there. He's not going to be better than most of the guys in the NFL. He's going to be one of the guys in the NFL. That uh, you know, every, The NFL is we're going to take two guys off of the 10 best teams every year. We're going to put them in. That, that, that pipeline gets very, very narrow. Um, who knows if he wins another Heisman Trophy? He's the heavy favorite coming in, but you know, if guys like Tim Tebow and and, and whatnot weren't able to get two, it's it's a pretty tough putt to see. I don't think voters want to see people get two, so he needs to not only be as good as he was last year, he probably needs to be even better than that. SC needs to be better than they were a year ago, but it, it could happen. I mean, five Pro Bowls is a lot. That's why I'm picking the Heisman's. Yeah, I don't. I just think he's going to be pretty good. I mean, a little undersized, but he has strength, the intangibles, all platform throws, the deep ball. So I definitely think he's going to have a good career. Second Heisman, that's always a campaign. We'll see what happens with that. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And, of course, you can follow Travis Rogers, the people's chimp, on Twitter at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house? It's Locked On Rams house.